0: Good day, folks. You are listening to another episode of Inspirato Projecto. Past few days, I've been on a steady diet of the old TV show The Prisoner. I've got the box set of that, the DVDs. So, I've been watching The Prisoner. I've been watching Twin Peaks Season 3 and also The Preacher, the one that's on AMC. However, I found a website where you can see this stuff for free, movies, TV shows. And the good thing is it doesn't have a bunch of those crazy pop-up ads that some of these other sites do. You're going, oh, my God. You know, three or four of these things pop up, and they go... Your computer has been infected with a virus. Your computer has been infected with a virus. So, that's the good news about this one particular site. And I've been watching Preacher. I caught up on season three. Phenomenal editing, phenomenal just camera work. God, those fight sequences are crazy. And the, most of them tend to happen in very close quarters. Close quarters, where there are walls involved, where people can jump off the walls and smash each other's heads in the wall, walls and stuff like that. Um, that's great. The Prisoner is just so phenomenal. If you get a chance, if you've never heard of The Prisoner, check it out. I'm sure there are sites out there that you can watch it. Maybe maybe it's even on Netflix. The Prisoner. I think they said it came out in 1967, Maybe. Is that what it was? Pat McGowan. He uh, he put this whole thing together. It's interesting. There's a little, uh, in the special features thing, there's a, a documentary. Kind of a, yeah, documentary. And then there's a really cool interview with one of the producers. And I think the, uh, I looked up that guy and it turns out he's still alive. So that's cool. Mm-hmm it would be great to work with that guy someday I gotta remember I gotta look him up what I've been doing lately is when I watch these TV shows or movies and I see you know something strikes my fancy and I think now that would be awesome to work with that person in the future imagine putting together a team of I'm not justifying the fight, but I'm saying... Like, it it like <laughs> that would just be... I Like, I think, like, man, if I could take people who worked on The Prisoner and put them together on a team with people who worked on Twin Peaks or any David Lynch film, these are the kinds of people who have that sensibility. In In these interviews and in the, the, the mini-doc about The Prisoner, they're talking about how most of the time like the, the Patrick McGuin, most in most cases um like there were deep discussions about what the prisoner was about uh between Patrick McGowan and his co-creator and also the producer but they a lot of times he just kind of went on instinct and they shot stuff and they didn't know how things were necessarily gonna end totally uh And it reminded me so much of the methods of David Lynch. So, on the Twin Peaks Season 3 box set, there are a series of documentaries. A series of them. I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I pressed play all. You could watch each one individually or you could just press play all. I press play all. I didn't realize I mean it's like basically four hours of I think maybe six little mini docs I guess it's what you could yeah. They're mini docs So um yeah, it was just really cool because watching these these little documentaries about david lynch and seeing how his method was a lot of times like you see in these production meetings he doesn't necessarily know what's going to happen the next day there's a, a conversation they're having about the police station in twin peaks and and he go and they're like well you know tomorrow is this thing and he goes well, i don't i don't even know what we're going to be doing tomorrow i don't even know i don't even have all that figured out yet <laughs> and it's like i love the fact that he could just go ahead and do that he has no shame, no issues, no problems, and just dreaming up the work, following it, and 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 then for his entire crew and cast and everybody who works with him to just go along with it. That's beautiful. They're all willing to believe in the dream. That's true ensemble work right there. They're 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 trusting in his instincts. They're willing to. They're willing to contribute their. Uh, skills, their talents, their imaginations to the direction that's unfolding. How cool is that? That's what you really want. You don't want a crew that you got a whip in a shape and ah, rah, rah, you do what I say. It's simply uh, here's, here's what we're working on. And 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 we're moving in this direction. We're going together. We're moving. We're moving, we're grooving. So that's what's so funny also in these behind the scenes things with with David Lynch, he's talking about how these like these folks will go, Well, you know, sometimes he's just stick to the stri- script, stick to the script. And other times he goes, Well, we're just gonna completely do away with whatever we had planned there. We're gonna do this instead. And a lot of these folks they just gotta be Johnny on the spot. When he says, I need some eggs and creamed corn, they got it. They go and they get it. It's incredible. So, yeah, I've been watching these these uh, highly uh, between the prisoner and Twin Peaks. And I got to say, I saw a lot of elements. When you watch the prisoner, you'll see a lot of elements that most likely inspired Lost and inspired Twin Peaks. If the if those guys in fact had even seen the prisoner, or even if they're even willing to admit that they go, oh yeah, this is my nod to the prisoner. That's why this floor looked like this, or that's why he wore that. This character wore this particular jacket. Oh shit! It's close. No. <gasps> what day is it today? I gotta see what day it is today. What day is it today? I'm at the bank ready to pay my... Sunday. Oh, man. I was gonna pay my rent. Yes, it's late. However... The allotted monies finally came through. So, huh? Okay. Well, all right. Well, now we know. I'm here. Might as well get cat food. That's good. Yeah. That's what I'll be doing. Got to get some cat food. Hi. Do you know where I could find uh, little baskets? I've been kind of looking around. Let me find you one, way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know what? There's probably some snuck, like snuck up near the fronts of these, right? Sometimes they are. <laughs> I forgot about that one. You Dig go. it. Thank you so much. Oh. Yeah, it got me a basket. It got me a basket. That's right. I got me a basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's other thing, too. So... Ryan McGonagall, the writer of Bloody Bobby and Black Pumpkin. He's putting together a new movie. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say the title of it. Uh, hmm. He is casting me as a character who has got to... Because uh, I was going to cut my hair shorter... And possibly shave. And he said, no, keep your hair long. You're going to dye it black. And then your beard uh, is going to, you're going to dye that black too. And so I said, all right, what, what movies do I need to watch that um, uh, that could help me kind of wrap my brain around your concept and to get more into that flow. Get into the flow. And so he, it, it's very much inspired by the vibe of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. See, this is the funny thing. Um, I am not a horror film fan. I don't necessarily like watching horror. And I'm in these movies where you know, my character characters are involved with, you know, I guess evil type stuff. And it's it's a kind of kind of interesting because I'm very I like to consider myself peaceful and easygoing and loving and someone who just wants to shine the positivity in the world you guys know better than anybody whether I've been doing that and you guys by you guys mean my future self because I know you're listening to this right now You're possibly listening to this right now. If not, all this is just going out there into the ether. Just moving, moving and grooving out there into the ether. Chicken, feast, let's see here. It's cat food time, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting some various selections for the kids. They don't tend to really appreciate the uh, fish so much. But they do they do tend to like the, the, the chicken. They do tend to like that chicken. So I'm going to get them that. Picked up some bananas. So that's the funny thing, is that I am not a horror film person. I would not watch that movie Saw with a 10-foot pole. That's great. Oh, yeah, I would not watch that movie with a ten-foot pole. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> yeah, I would not watch any of the SWAT movies. Uh, nor would I ever see the movie Hostel. I'm just not into seeing the, the guts, the gore. I do like sort of like psychological thrillers. Those are those are I like those. I like the psychological thrillers. Some people are showing their kids' horror films at early ages, like Ryan. Ryan McGonagall is showing his little kid horror films. His little buddy Max is more freaked out by uh, monsters in cartoons than he is with in, in uh, live-action movies. It's kind of interesting. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, by the way, by the way, tonight is Peace Frog, Tony Fernandez. He's, he's, he's the guy who plays uh, Jim Morrison in this uh, tribute band, Peace Frog. He, like as many of you remember, he was a guest on Inspirato Projecto Radio in K. Chung Studios. With his wife Melanie, who is in the band Cosmic Eye. How cool is that? Of course she's in a band called Cosmic Eye. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely just a brilliant name. So I'm looking forward to seeing seeing them play live. Cosmic Eye will play first and then Peace Frog. And we had a, a fun just a great conversation. I think you can hear that one on MixCloud. So this is the current I don't want to call it a dilemma. Don't call it a dilemma, but um, the dilemma what is I'm finding oh, yes 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 I'm yes. Um, finding okay, so i uploaded my first am projector radio episode to i um, which yes, i yes. i uploaded my first... Anchor then is connected, you know, distributes it to iTunes, TuneIn, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Radio, a whole bunch of different things. I, you know, so iTunes and these guys—they don't want you to—they don't want you to upload copyrighted music. So they got—I don't know—if they got some kind of algorithms, some kind of sensors that do go through this and take a look at it. is that it's just not a good idea to, to you know, to save yourself, to you don't, you just don't upload the, um, uh, that information. You, the idea would be to do, um, would be to do songs by, you know, maybe local bands or something. So, I haven't uploaded the, um, the, the, um, uh, I had a whole show that was on K-Chung that was all about the Doors and Jim Morrison. And my buddy Jeff Finn has been working on the documentary before the end. Uh, I had Tony on there talking about Peace Frog. This is the first time these guys have ever actually met. So that was a joy to bring these these uh, Morrison fanatics together. Also my sister. She was, she was off work that day. My dad was in town. So I had them all in there. It was It was fun, just geeking out on on um, the doors and Jim Morrison and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. Did, you come stand here? Did one open Oh oh Oh, thank you. Uh, so the cool thing is, so okay, so the K Chung shows because I do sometimes play music but like for instance, that episode I played uh, just doors music and whatnot. I think I even played some Jim Morrison poetry. So because of that, I could not send that in to Anchor, as one can imagine. However, what I am allowed to do there's a there's a website called there's a website called Mixcloud, and which is also another another site that Anchor uploads stuff to. I I figured out some way to uh, to link them together. Mixcloud. The cool thing about that is that Mixcloud is a service that is reserved for, it's for, um, what do you call it, DJs, mixtapes, radio stations, I don't know how they get away, it's kind of like SoundCloud, but there's an unlimited amount of information that you can upload to this, which is just great. So, what I usually do is I'll take those K-Chung shows and I'll upload them to MixCloud, Because there's no issue. So maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe that's what I'll do. K-Chung Radio, I'll just start playing songs that are not... I guess not copyrighted? I don't know. I don't know how to to get around that, but... I guess it's best to just... do it. And... Place your item in the bag. One, oh, eight. And then worry about forgiveness later. Seven, 49. That kind of thing. Alright, hold on a second. Let me set you over here. I'll set you down here real quick. Scan your shopper's card, enter your alternate ID, or touch no thanks. Oh, yeah. number of bags you wish to purchase 1 10 your total is fifty, Mm-mm. forty, if you have coupons press coupon right. otherwise select right. your method of payment wah, 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 wah. here we go so yeah if you ever get the chance check swipe out or insert card and follow instructions on check the prisoner, well, also also Twin Peaks for that matter. Both of those, they're, they're 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 worth it. They're brain food. They're brain food. Remember to take your receipt. It's all brain Thank food, you. baby. Remove all purchased items. So check out those shows. Check out those shows. It's Some very smart. Mm-hmm. Programming going on out here. Stuff that does not have, as far as I know, um, evil intentions. That's something I'd like to see. Something, something I'm curious about is the, uh, the idea of. Let's say if someone has an intention towards you, they have it. Let's say someone has uh, an evil intention towards you, and they and they're, I don't know, trying to cast a spell against you, or (laughs) send out bad vibes to you. Let's say there's that aspect. From what? Abraham talks about, it's our vibration, our vibration to ourselves, our, vib- our, our relation to the, uh, the higher mind, source, the, the great vibration, and tuning into that, and being involved in your own world, so to speak, your own reality experience, vibration, your own paradigm that's just generating ge- generating the, 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 the world experience that each one of us is, is going through. When we're in that mindset the idea is that it's kind of like, a, like the equivalent of like a bulletproof vest. Those vibes won't reach you. There's something she said one time where if you're on a plane, for instance, and you're having a good time, you're in a good mood, you're following your highest joys and excitements, you're tuned in, you're happy, you're full of joy, and you go onto a plane or a train and people are hacking up, you know, coughing a lot, sneezing a lot, that, that, um, your, your high vibration is not a match to their vibration. So their vibe, So the idea is that it's not going to affect you. However, if you're in a bad mood, you're depressed, you've got... You know, you're just down in the trenches. <clears throat> There's a better chance, more likely outcome, of that... <clears throat> of that cold or virus, what have you, touching you. I remember the first time I'd ever heard of the word paradigm, or even heard it explained to me. I I was in a science class. I want to say junior high. I was in a science class, and in the video, it could have been Carl Sagan. It might have been Carl Sagan. I don't know who he was at the time. I didn't know his name, but I think it was Carl Sagan. And he was talking about paradigms and how we each have our own paradigm. And I remember listening to that, and it was the first time I ever heard that explained that way. And it fascinated me. It fascinated me, the idea that each one of us has our own special reality experience it's really truly up to us it's up to you it's up to me it's it's the truest form of not looking outside of yourself you know that there it's been said that everything we need is just right here right now in this moment right now everything we need everything we need um now, if if I had if my teacher or other adults had had enforced reinforced and taught me about this the idea of of the paradigm uh cuz years and years and years I I I couldn't wrap my brain around I I I I try to figure out how the heck it could actually work where, you know, you hear that, well, God gives us freedom of choice. So there's this idea. You have this freedom of choice. And at the same time, there are things that are evidently plotted out for us. So I couldn't, you know, okay, so if God knows how it's all going to turn out, how does that work with freedom of choice? I couldn't. It was just so hard. So it wasn't until years later, years later, that I started, I mean, not until, I mean, maybe five years ago, maybe even six years ago, um, where I, I, w- I would listen to these like amazing like spiritual gurus talk about this type of stuff and so here's a possible explanation that makes it all work together all possibilities exist and all all the possibilities all the that we could have made the actions we could have taken they all exist they all are there and available it is not yet until we tune into or make a choice freedom of choice that we go down that particular direction now Where does the choice stem from? All kinds of factors, any number of factors. Outside influences, maybe we make a choice because if we don't choose this brand of eggs or laundry uh, detergent, we're going to get yelled at by our significant other or our mothers or whoever. Um...
1: Okay, well, okay. And then
0: now you're operating, your choices are operating either, you know, maybe you're either operating out of fear because you don't want to get yelled at again. (laughs) Or, you know, you're just basically not not fear. You're just trying to avoid that. You know, you're just like, "Ah, I don't like that, I don't like that. So I'll just try to do the best I can in in picking this area, this thing. Uh, So there's that aspect. There's the other aspect of maybe you're choosing a thing because it's a cheaper thing. Whatever, whatever the thing is. There's, there's something that was a catalyst behind that, that choice. There's something that caused that decision to be made and the action to follow through with it. So, if our choices are stemming from intentions that are based on being the best version of ourselves, If our choices reside in the seat of the soul, if you will, as Gary Zukov might say, if our choices stem from that idea, I'm making this choice because it, it, it's my heart, I'm following my truth, um, it's, it's something that's inspiring to me. It's something that's, uh, um, you know, uh, very highly representative representative of my passions, oh, shit. joys, et cetera. You guys, you're all around my feet. I come in the door and then you're like right by my feet. I'm sorry. I accidentally kicked you. I'm sorry. Oh, these cats. Cats are at your feet all the time. They're just at your feet. And uh, there's that thing of like, look, man, you, you realize I just accidentally kicked you in the head because you, you, you walked in front of me. I was trying to walk out of your way and you walked into my way. I, I tried to go around you and you went like, like right in front of me. So n- this is why I just kicked you. And then you feel terrible and you feel bad. Or you're in the kitchen. Anyway, those of you who have cats and or dogs, you 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 know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So if if all of our choices <laughs> stem from stuff that represents our our highest joys and passions, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera, well, now that's like working together. That's that's working together with your higher mind. Higher mind. What's the higher mind? That's the that's the uh, that's the aspect that knows how it's all going to turn out, based on the choices that you're making right now in your highest passions. The higher mind's ability, and I don't want to say determination necessarily, but um, it is to bring us more of what we love, of what we like, what we appreciate. What we enjoy that's, that's what it does. It's up there up on a mountain. it's watching what's going on. So in a sense, oh, so okay, so the reality that I'm experiencing is much different than the reality you're experiencing. Yes, we may be looking at the same painting uh, however, the color blue I'm looking at might be might differ from the color blue you're looking at. and that's my own personal reality experience that's your own personal reality experience and that's what it is <laughs> that's what it is the the, the the personalized reality the personalized paradigm reality and then the the, the big reality that everyone's kind of sharing it's all about the agreements that everyone's making they agree on these things this is the way we're going to do money stuff they make agreements. This is the way that we're going to charge for electricity. They make agreements. This is the way... Hey, that's just business, right? No hard feelings, bub. That's just business. We all make agreements on that. Uh, it, it, there there's, um, th- th- There is... And there have been and there will be ways to create your own reality. For instance, the monks that are up there in the Himalayas who are levitating or they sit out there in the middle of the snow. They're just wearing like what looks like a diaper. And they sit out there in the snow and the snow melts all around them. Anyone else who would try that? Because they don't, they don't, that that it's not part of their paradigm, not part of their reality experience, not part of their, you know, trust, I suppose, they're not, they're going to freeze to death. They're not going to be able to tune into that kind of thing. Why is the monk able to do that? Well, it took years of practice of believing in that reality, of, of, of choosing to just dive into that specific kind of reality. And sure enough, that's the, you know, that ends up being the, the reward that they get is that the reality crystallizes itself more and more and more. If you believe in me, I will show more of myself to you. That's why I like to treat the universe like it's a like it's my friend. I relate to it like it's like it's like a friend. And as I relate to it in that fashion, it relates to me in that fashion. And things work out the way that they do based on my personal talents and passions. This is, this is the same thing for you out there. Right now, your future self is thinking back on the decisions that you're making right now. Right now, your future self is looking at this moment and going, did I regret that? Did I regret not saying something to that person? Did I regret not going up and complimenting uh, let's say, I don't know, Mickey Dolans on the great performance, you know, why my one opportunity to talk to Mickey Dolans, why didn't I say something to him why well there you go our future selves are thinking back to this moment right now so what are we giving them to think about what gifts are we leaving for them what gifts are we leaving for those people what fun memories, what fun stories are we giving them to the chuckle about? What fun stories? <laughs> Let's create fun stories for ourselves. Let's create fun memories for ourselves. Let's stand in front of the mirror more and make crazy faces. Let's walk around and talk in various accents more, entertain ourselves. As we do this, we get more leverage. The more leverage, the more momentum. The more momentum, the higher, you know, the excitement. The higher the excitement, the more that's generated. It's all generated from the excitement. Excitement is the juice. Excitement, electricity. You can't turn on a lamp without without the electricity. Um, our electricity, as it's been said, anxiety and excitement are the same. It's the same thing. They're just other sides of the coin. It's the same stuff. So rather than getting anxious about stuff, what can we get excited about? Anxious, we curl up, turn turn into a... Turn into a... Turn into a ball. Uh, excitement we move towards we re- move towards the unknown we move towards the signs that we see the the, the 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 omens that come our way we move towards them because we recognize that it is there that they're that it's the universe's way of talking to us that it's that they are the indicators the indicators of our excitements unfolding it's going this is the way here's the breadcrumb trail follow this go this way keep walking keep going you're going to find something extraordinary keep on going and as you keep following that calling I say this all the time one thing uh <clears throat> that we might wonder about is what makes us choose the particular subjects that we talk about. What makes us choose those subjects? Why do we choose those subjects? So before we talk, we can say, "Okay, I'm about to say this thing. Um, why am I saying it? Where is it? What what aspect of myself is it stemming from? My ego?" Am I saying this thing like this, you know, let say gossip, for instance. Someone's like, well, you know, I heard this terrible thing, that thing, and... Um. Heard this terrible thing, heard that terrible thing. Let me share it with you. Because then you're going... why why am i choosing to share this terrible thing with this person i've done it um where i shared a story you know stories about stuff that i heard that really it didn't need to be said it didn't need to be said afterwards i realized oh that was my ego talking that's why i said that that was my ego Or one for the ego. If we could just m- make a good, make some agreements with the ego, uh, friendly agreements. I used to be of this mindset. But I must abolish the ego at all costs. well as anybody or anything that would feel threatened Um. that can backfire well, I'm feeling back I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling threatened by this ah, so some any number of things could happen. so now. I'm trying to form a better relationship with the ego where it's more like, okay, this is teamwork. You do this, the higher mind does the rest. So ego mind, what do you like? What do you want? What do you desire? And that's it. Higher mind, they take care of the rest. It is indeed a difficult thing for particular paradigms to wrap their paradigm around (laughs) because their paradigms haven't experienced that way of rewards they haven't experienced the rewards of it because they haven't tried it they haven't set out to give it a go Drinking some ozonated water right now, with banana and a large dollop of peanut butter. Oh, so good, so hearty, so hearty. Mmm, so hearty. Mmm. So. Uh. That's the other thing. I was going to bring up the... Uh, the horror movie. That we're going to be working on. Um, that's something else that I... I go back and forth between. In my brain. Trying to figure out... Um... Trying to figure out is uh, is the okay. So since everything is activated in the imagination level, that's the blueprint. That's that's where it goes. That's where it starts. Uh, Since the imagination is that powerful. How does that fit into what I wonder? I would love to ask a spiritual guru about this how does that fit into my own personal reality experience the 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 uh, uh, the imagination um, and the ideas of you know a movie a horror film evil stuff let's say that's in my brain I'm trying to get in the mind of this character this character has evil intentions. Just bad news bears. we will try to get into that mindset. Am I accidentally perpetuating more of that into my reality experience? If I watch a lot of horror films, is that going to turn up the beacon on my... chance that something terrible might happen in my reality experience? No. Something to think about. Holy moly. 43 minutes already. We'll uh guys, we'll catch up with you guys more later. Thank you so much for uh listening and tuning in. And we'll talk more later. This is Inspirato Projecto. I just gotta say I had an extraordinary talk with my dad today about Veterans Day and uh, his conversations he's been having with Tony Tony being the lead singer of Peace Frog the Doors Tribute Band they're playing tonight at Viper Room I'm giving this one last message here before I head out tonight for Viper Room with Jenny he said that uh, Tony bought a POW flag thank you to All of the veterans who serve, you know, who have served for our country, and welcome home.